Welcome to the Inside Chat podcast, co-hosted by founder of the Delforge Group, Valerie Delforge, and ex-salon owner and business coach, Amy Gordon. We'll be sharing weekly episodes with you where Valerie and Amy discuss hot topics and questions sent in from our listeners. A must-listen for all salon, spa, aesthetics, and skin clinic business owners. Check in every Monday, wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll be here with a new episode ready to help you start your week off right. frustrates me the most when I see on um, you know certain groups and social media whatever you know what brand should I have in my business mm. I'm just sitting there thinking no it's just the wrong question because ultimately you are unique so who do you want to attract in your in your business and it's not down to everyone else to kind of decide I guess yes. yeah yeah uh, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. No one else can, can work it out for you. Mm. And I think it it depends on your positioning in the market, what your values are in terms of we've got a client who has British brands. Are you vegan-led? Do you want that kind of all holistic approach? So it very much depends on what you're offering and then you start to drill down what brands you want to look at then. And I, I think it it doesn't hurt to be original. It mm. equally doesn't hurt to have a brand that's well-known as yeah. well, to draw in people that are after that brand for a certain reason. But at the same time, I think it's quite nice to be that little bit different, do your own research, choose it for the, the right reasons, not just because a, a group of people have sort of said, this is brilliant, have this. Although that's fantastic as well. You know, it's great to get ideas. No, I, I get that and I understand that. But I think it's, it's to me, is, you know, and, and obviously, it's, like you said, it's getting ideas, it's mm. knowing what's out there. So, so that's absolutely the right way forward in some respect. But you should do an analyse where, okay, again, it goes back to the why, the USP. Am I going to be the... the, the person that's going to the salon that's got the brand uh, that's exclusive to the area in yeah. which case that's a big usp mm-hmm. uh, who do i want to attract the bottom line is that yeah who do i want to attract to my to my clients who, who do i want in terms of clients is it anti-aging vegan etc younger clientele so it yeah. goes back to the marketing of a huge marketing strategy, which is ultimately your branding, your positioning, who do you want to attract? Because perhaps, you know, we were talking with someone the other day where it, it might not be the brand that she's absolutely in love with, but somehow the clients love it. Yes. So yeah. if if it is that, then you're obviously tapping into a really good clientele yeah. because she was very much, you know, this is successful, etc. So that means you're attracting the clients that you want, mm. then there's nothing to worry about in some respect, isn't no. it? You don't need to keep adding to it. No, I, I, I mean, for me, personally, the, the less the better at the time when mm. I had the clinic, because I didn't want to overload the clients with too many 
options really I knew what I wanted to achieve and what I needed to get to achieve it Mm. so it wasn't necessary to keep on piling on new brands or new launches and so on but I also think it's very interesting at the moment a lot of people a lot of our clients are talking about white label products Mm. creating your own product um, to kind of coincide I mean you you've got a client you work with quite regularly who's created their own um, hair serum um, and then we, we know another client who's maybe bringing in products from America on a white label. Mm. Um, I mean, there's always a cost behind that, of course. And, and is it a necessity within the business? You know, will it drive more revenue? Does it give your business that that level or that, you know, that bespokeness that you're wanting and so on? Mm. Um, but that's definitely worth a, a thought process as well. I mean, ultimately, is it sitting with the existing brand that you have, isn't yeah. it? Because it's a bit of a danger zone that you're bringing in your white label, etc., and people don't know it, so there's mm. no PR behind it. Yeah. So you've got to really think about, have I got a main brand that's actually, uh, you know, got the whole uh, PR and everything else around it, and can I bring in my brand that's not going to cannibalise the yes. rest of the other brand? I yes. think that's very important. I mean, we do have some salons that are very much a boutique, a retail boutique as much. Mm. And I'm thinking of someone who's got about 10 different brands in a, in a boutique. It really works for her. Yes. And Really, if you're positioned that's in it. that way, yeah. yeah, and it really works in the sense that every brand has a meaning to what she's doing in terms of mm. the treatments, etc., without being too extensive either. Some of mm. the things are more gifty, some of the thing, but again, it's, it's going back to if you want to create more of that boutique element, then how do you positioning within the area, mm. isn't it? No one else is going to give you that answer but you, in a way. Yeah. And the marketing around it and the branding around it, to me, is so important. But when you go back to you, you knew where you was going. You were going, isn't it, with mm. your salons? You went from lashes to yeah. nails to skin. Exactly. So yeah. what made you choose the brand you you got? I mean, I... I the skin brand. I very much took my time over that, mm. and I did my research. I definitely looked at a lot of the popular ones, um, but no, I wasn't. Re- I wasn't willing already to just take on the brand because it was popular or because you know every other salon owners you know liked it. I wanted to. I needed to find that's something that I felt. I believed in in order to be able to drive it forward and eventually I did with a, with a Spanish brand actually and I just fell in love with it I fell in love with the products and what we were able to achieve and that's why I took that brand on so I just didn't I didn't listen to any noise I, I just knew what I wanted to achieve mm. and then I found the brand to fit with what I wanted to achieve mm. and at the same time as you as you'll know with my lashes um, because that's what we originally did I decided to do my own brand of lashes I mean that was purely more on a monetary basis profit making basis that you know I could bring in my own branded lashes um, which were just as good as any other brand mm. for a lot less so the yeah. profit margins were much more and we were doing an, enough of them to warrant that because there's always a minimum order quantity and so yeah, on yeah. Um, and that's why I decided to do that but yeah every brand that I bought on was was driven by what I wanted to do what the demand was in the business and then the research behind it and what I found would then fit with what we wanted to achieve, basically. Yeah, so the thought process is very much onto 
you as a salon owner, you as an owner, thinking where do it goes back to where do I want to go? Yeah. Who do I want to attract? Isn't it ultimately? Mm. But then also there's an element as well of I feel you know when we're talking about signature treatments, so we're mm. talking to someone actually yesterday who has a very famous uh, brow brand mm-hmm. um, that's not supplied anymore in the UK. Yes. She's looking at another famous brow brand, which is going to be an extra cost. Yeah. So she needs to one how many uh, of brows she's doing does that warrant the training mm-hmm. or should she be creating a signature brow treatment yeah. herself mm-hmm. with her products etc that you could create but ultimately it's it's kind of going back to you know is this making sense in the treatment menu is mm-hmm. this making sense for the staff is this making sense on the financial level and is it going to attract the clients are they actually coming for that particular brown mm-hmm. brand or are they coming because you're amazing at brown? I think you've yeah. got to have a bit of an understanding, isn't it? Yeah, you need to know that, definitely. Yeah. And maybe doing a bit of a, um, a questionnaire to your clients mm. to find we'll out. Do a questionnaire, you know, depending on how your website sits, you can do a bit of website analysis, where's the traffic coming from? Mm. Are people Googling the branded, the branded brow or are they Googling just mm. browse mm. you know there's different elements that you can look at but you definitely need to put the research in take your time yeah and then run with what sits right with you not what sits right with somebody else and and who is it that you want to attract i can't emphasize that yeah. enough yeah because to me if it's you are one. going to take a brand that's actually not talking to the clients you want to attract, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're then just going the other way yeah. around, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So definitely a branding and, and marketing strategy exercise, I feel, a lot more than, oh, I'm just going to get that because it's cheap and they've got good support. Yeah. I think it's beyond that. So all you have to do now is press the subscribe button and join us every week for an insight chat. And if you have any burning questions that we haven't yet answered, then just pop in the comments below or send us an email and we can include them in one of our weekly chats. And also we have started this amazing community of like-minded salon owners to join us on a monthly basis with our Inside Chat subscription. Yeah, on that chat as well, you'll also get access to lots of free downloads and content that can really support you in your business. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time.